Welcome back. You are listening to another episode of the Keep the Change podcast. Money Mail, episode number 122, I think. Shit, I never know what number we're up to, but we just keep pumping it out. And why not? Why not? Because 121, been getting so much feedback, which is awesome. And I got an awesome message this morning when I was in the gym from a person who had gone to 80% of their income after they had to have surgery from a workplace accident and then they'd worked through night school, they'd sold some shit around the house they didn't need, they thought of how they can start a side hustle, they got their partner on board and they just said thanks for the inspiration and I said I need to thank you for the inspiration because that is, I always share those with Mikey as well and uh, it, it's just fuel for, for both of us and for me to keep going. i got a lot on my plate at the moment and Fridays are coming around so quickly and I can, I'm back in the mindset of I need to prepare this on about a Tuesday because I know that when I get to Thursday my week is so tapped that I run the risk of uh, not actually being able to get to it. So I'm up against it, my back is against the wall to actually get this content out every week now which is cool. Um, It's a good challenge to get back into that grind of can you sustain this loop? Can you get it done? And those sorts of messages are really, really inspiring and fulfilling and cool to see people actually taking action. And, and I, I honestly think like if you're just sort of following Keep the Change, you've got to go on a, like a 90-day binge at least of this content to really sort of understand some of these concepts. And then it probably takes a year to see some change and to look back and, and you have to look back and go, wow. That was cool. Like that has been really helpful. And in this episode, we want to go through three things that I think everyone can do that's really practical in these before we get to Christmas. And I'm going to explain to you why. Uh, A very quick story for you this morning as well. I um, brought my mum a membership to to the Koro Lounge after Mikey and I were speaking about it. Uh, Mum's got a lot of travel coming up and... I wanted to yeah do something nice for her for her birthday and for Christmas etc. So did that and sent a, a uh, sent that over and jumped on a video call and she's stoked. So that's really really cool. Something that she's never experienced in her life and uh, we'll see how she enjoys it. No doubt she'll be sending me some uh, some photos and I said do not get kicked out of the mum whatever you do because the piss is unlimited and the snacks are as well. And I've seen that lady uh, when the food is unlimited. You know, when back in our tougher days, in the earlier years, she'd be putting a few croissants or muffins aside in the old uh, handbag for for lunch uh, at the breakfast bar. So, Mum, I know you'll be listening. Go easy. Go easy in there. Take it bloody easy, but enjoy yourself. Radio team, that is the cool thing about, you know, making a bit of extra coin and whatnot. You can then use it to, to do things that benefit other people. And this week as well, I brought my nephew some shears. And yeah, they've been tanking just given the markets, but it's a long-term game and that'll be cool to see what that project looks like by the time he gets to an age where he's going to need it. So remember, it's not always about greed and it's not always about like how much money do you really need and all of that sort of shit. Like honestly, when you start making a bit more, uh, you, you find things to swap the money for and it's the things that are valuable for you. So it could be helping your parents out or it could be helping a nephew out or it could be going to the Warriors with your mates, as I am about to this afternoon, the final game at Mount Smart there. Right, let's hit this one up off the back fence. I want you to tick these three goals off before it's too late. And I thought that this week we're actually going to be talking about this new tax in the form of GST on KiwiSaver fees. Now, this would have impacted every single one of us in KiwiSaver because we all pay management fees. Now, I didn't go down the rabbit hole too much with this, but I was going to if this uh, was going to be a thing. Now, 
I'm fairly sure that this wouldn't have just impacted KiwiSaver. It would have been people who had funds under management and their advisors were going to get started start to get charged uh, GST as well. At the moment, it's exempt for some of the services, and this would have sort of brought it in line. So I can see why they decided to do this, and it was it seems quite fair, but I think the way they've communicated it has been poor, and then the impact of it longer term, and then the way it's been communicated to all of us in the public, Eurondis was like, no fucking way are you introducing this, and it looks like it had strong opposition and because, you know, it's a tax that could impact millions of people, it got reversed within 18 hours. Now, I think the interesting thing to notice here, too, is that we were talking about a capital gains tax and Labor said not under our watch. And so they took that off the table because that's going to impact too many Kiwis, isn't it? But a tax that impacts only 3% of people, so introducing a 39% tax rate for those who earn above $180,000, you know, that's brought in. No worries, because it's only 3% of people, isn't it? And then there's chat about removing it. National want to remove it. And that's, oh, you're helping out your rich friends, which is quite a good narrative from Labour back over to National and people, because, you know, 97% of people aren't impacted by that. So they think, yeah, what the fuck, National? Who do you think you are? You know, giving them a tax cut. But really, it's just getting rid of something that was introduced. Um, And I don't know what's right or wrong with that. I actually think we're going to go into a time of more taxes. You know, I think one thing's very, very clear. The, The country needs more spend on infrastructure and all sorts of different things, um, housing, roads, keeping nurses here, uh, giving people strong educations, our, our uh, police force, like all of these things are all underfunded, right? But everything's always going to be underfunded. You and I are probably underfunded, you know, we've got to figure out how do we live within our means, but uh, the government can take taxes from the people, so take more money off people and go, well, we're going to apply it here, there and everywhere. But Remember, you know, that we want, I think all of us want more for the country and we want a better country, but no one really wants to pay the bill, do they? Like, that's what I observe when these things happen. Like, oh, well, you're not fucking introducing this tax on KiwiSaver. Let's get rid of it. And, you know, so we think, you know, let's let's fight back and push back against this. But really, like, think about it. It's the politicians. They, they don't want to lose their votes, do they? So it's almost putting feedback out there. Hey, we're going to introduce this tax and it's going to impact 3% of the country, not much backlash, beautiful, and it goes. Um, hey, we're going to introduce this tax, and it's going to impact every one of you of KiwiSaver. Oh, whoa, 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 we'll take it away. So remember, I always say, you know, a politician's main job is not to look after you and I as much as we think it is and as much as what we think that that's what we're doing when we go vote. Their main goal is to get re-elected. And I'm sure, you know, I've met some of them, and I get on with some of them really, really well, and they're lovely people, but... I just honestly think the longer you take in your life to figure out that all of that shit doesn't matter and it's just noise and it's just noise that people take all the way through to the day they die, um, you you run the risk of not actually getting in control of your own shit and and you're hoping that things are going to change and things are going to be better and the system's going to be different. Like all these things that I used to think as well and then just never saw. Like I, I was like, how do they keep letting prices of houses keep inflating like this when it's such a big problem? Like surely this will stop. 20 years later, you know, it's still the same thing. So, you know, don't don't wait for something to change. You, you've got to be the change. And we'll do a good podcast on that soon. Mikey's keen to get deep into that as well. But enough about those bloody politicians. Let's, you know, let's just understand that they won't help us. We have to help ourselves and we have to help each other. Now, of course, there are some times when the government help different people and they help people and that's, that's fine. But, you know, we're probably here because we're listening because we want to take ownership and we're like, I don't want to rely on that. I don't want to wait for that. I don't want to fucking hope for that. I Like, hope is not a strategy. Let's roll. What can I be doing? Now, last week, I gave you the ultimate guide of fighting back against inflation. 
And I really hope that you took something practical from it. I've had a number of messages of people doing cool shit like offering cricket coaching into Facebook groups to parents. Picked up three parents' kids to coach the first Sunday. Said, thanks so much, mate. I pitched myself at $60 an hour. It'd be way more than probably what they're getting paid in their job. Three parents, yep, no worries. It's like three hours on my Sunday, an extra $180. You bloody beauty. So don't overcomplicate it. You know, Think what you can be doing to help and then just use social media to your advantage. I know social media can be yuck and it's you know, the latest thing to blame, but it can be really, really good too if we use it, if we don't let social media use us. So honestly, if you've got something that you can sell to parents, oh shit, they've got the money. You know, boomers have got the money and they, you know, they're willing, they're, they're so willing to hand over money to see their kids get better at things and whatnot. So very smart strategy from this person who's seen the guide and they've gone, hmm, maybe I could teach some people how to play cricket. And what do you know? 180 bucks a Sunday. How good. Now this week I want to give you three practical goals that I want you to to achieve before Christmas. And now some of you might not even need to do any of these and some of you might need to do all three, maybe two, maybe one. But I want you to get rid of a credit card even if you owe nothing on it. Now I went and did this the other day. I have a Q card which I never use anymore and I'm like, what are you doing Luke? Just get rid of this. I don't need 12 statements. It's 12 more emails I don't need to then go check. Oh, has there been an admin fee that I need to pay? Gone. So it's out of my life, okay? Now... The second one is get rid of your get now, worry about it later, buy now, pay later bullshit. I recently put out a reel about this and of course there was going to be some backlash because it's everyone's favorite piece of finance at the moment. But these things, credit cards, buy now, pay later, they just teach us to be in debt longer and they teach us not to get on top of our shit, not to be proactive and they teach us to be reactive. So, you know, get get rid of that shit, like get rid of it, get rid of the credit card, get rid of the buy now, pay later. And the third thing is make 500 bucks to help you cover Christmas presents. So your goal is to make $500 before the end of the year. Now look at my mate who messaged me. $60 times three hours on a Sunday, it's going to take them three Sundays they have made their 500 You know, because by the time we get to Christmas, inflation's still going to be here. Christmas presents are going to be a lot more expensive than they were 12 months ago. So make 500 bucks extra to help you cover Christmas oh, 500 bucks, that's ridiculous. Well, whatever your target is, but think about this now because we've got four months. And that's a hell of a list I hear you say. Well, we've got four months to do this, isn't it? You know, we've got four months to have a crack at getting on top of all of this shit. And that's actually a third of the year. Now, I know you'll be going, why Like, why do we need to do this? Why are you suggesting we do these three things? Well, here's the methodology or the, why, the reason I've been thinking about this. You know, inflation is here, as you know, and all through the pandemic and lockdown, you were encouraged to spend, weren't you? Who's heard these things? Shop local, support small business, continue to spend to support the economy. Well, these were all fair enough and great ideas, but these program the consumer. They programmed our minds to spend, 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 and we we're doing a great thing. And, you know, I even did it, and I was encouraging it. Uh, but now... You know, we have a problem of rising prices. And last week we learned that these will be here for some time. The Reserve Bank wants people to stop spending and to decrease consumption. But we have been conditioned to do this. It was rammed down our throats and we've been addicted to consumption. That's why the Reserve Bank is jacking up interest rates and telling us to chill out on the spend. But remember that 50% of people with a mortgage still aren't paying the new interest rates. But before this year is out, they will be. So by the time those people, and you might be one of them, get to Christmas, you're going to be squeezed even more in the pocket and Christmas is going to be even harder. Now this means disposable cash is going to get squeezed and there will be less money to spend for mortgage holders, especially leading into Christmas. What are these people going to do? Now, of course, they're just going to stop spending, aren't they? They're going to say, no Christmas for the kids. Sorry, team. Sorry, family. Not getting a present. We're done. You know, the bank's got too much for our cash. The OCR's up too high. Everyone's going to get around the table. No turkey, no ham. 
you know, we, um, you all know the position that we're in. We might as well just flag Christmas this year. Fuck no. I would not count on that. They'll probably reach for more credit than ever before. Because that's what we've been conditioned to do. Oh, I've got a problem. Ah, I know the solution. More debt. Debt is always the solution in this country, and it's how we've built society over a long period of time. More credit card debt, more personal loans, and more buy now, pay later. She's, you know, the old, she'll be right, mate. We'll worry about it in Jan. Because, you know, we all get caught up in December. Oh, fuck, you know what? Oh, bloody send it for the end of 2022. It's been a tough year, and I'll worry about that shit next year, and I'm going to do my resolutions and all that stuff. Well, that's why my challenge to you is to remove the temptation before it starts to call your name. You, I'm giving you four months' notice that this is where we're going to end up. Get rid of your credit card or at least reduce the limit on it so that you can avoid going into debt this Christmas. Just remove a bit of your temptation. Stop living on buy now, pay later schemes that are scheming you with clever marketing and a dopamine hit to spend. You're smarter than that, aren't you? Oh, but Luke, I'll get to Christmas and won't have any access to any cash to spend. Well, that's why I put in the goal three. You need to make 500 bucks. You need to be doing both sides, killing some debt and making some extra cash. Now, last week I taught you exactly how to do that. So there's no excuses anymore. People have been messaging me with the practical ways that they've made this extra cash, and I believe that you can as well. The only thing that stops you is actually doing it, and perhaps being scared to put it on social media or having a crack. And that's why my mate used that Facebook group. Instead of having to speak to his mates, he's like, I'll punch it into this group to a whole heap of strangers. Like, who cares? They don't know me. And then, bang, they want to pay him. 180 bucks a Sunday. You've got four months to make 500 bucks to cover some festive fun. Now, you might even set a bigger target, but divide this by four and do it month to month. You can do it. As an example... You know, 500 divided by four is $125. My mate's doing that every Sunday. He's making this 180. So he's going to piss in by the time he gets to Christmas. So he's got this covered. Now, you can too, but you've got to figure out what is the thing that you're going to do. Now, also in the email, I've now added a question and answer form on the bottom of the email, and these questions will be turned into podcasts. So these are things I'm going to sit down and ask Mikey about, and we'll both give you our opinions. But a lot of them are, how would I say it, they're, they're questions that I, like I'm not the person so I can't really answer them, they're sort of like, oh, or they're looking for the best option, so, but I, yeah, they're just going to be, some of them are going to be really hard to answer because I'm not you, I'm not in your shoes, so I'll give you my way, I'd go around making the decision, which I think may be helpful for some people, but I think a lot of these people just need some, a little bit of encouragement to make their decision and, and get going. And I'm a massive fan of just failing fast, having a crack at shit, realizing, hey, this isn't work, or just learning from it rather than being too scared to take any action because all I want is the best outcome. But you can only know the best outcome in hindsight looking back, right? So that's why I think action is better than perfection. But that link is now in the email. So if you want to ask a question, then you can find that. It's in a purple hyperlink. You click on a form, you enter your information. Some of the people I've actually responded to personally, but feel free to use that and it's just an easier way than people um, messaging me on social media and stuff like this as this starts to grow. Now, did you know the Credit Bureau Centrix have said that at present 4.2% of credit active customers are 30 plus days past due and 2.4% are 90 plus days overdue. Let's keep an eye on these numbers. Now, this is why I did this because what I'm going to do is in four months, I'm going to be reviewing that data to see how far people are behind on their pay, buy now, pay later, their get now, worry about it later, their personal loans, their credit cards and all those types of things. And I hope that people don't lean on credit, but I know deep down that that's what we do. And we've actually, people have got 
quite low-ish levels of credit, it's now starting to turn. It's now starting to ramp back up. More people are behind on their buy now, pay later. Um, the non-payment or missing payments for mortgages is, is slowly increasing, as is car repayments. And I think, you know, we're, we're not even there yet. We're not even at the end of the year when everybody's on the new interest rates and on the 5% interest rates. And that's the the piece that we still have to go through. We have to go through the reset of the thermostat of what a disposable income looks like. And if interest rates stay like that for one or two years, you know, there's going to be a big reset there for what people have to spend each week. And they're going to have two options. They're going to have to spend more credit and get access to more credit, or they're going to have to find ways to cut their spending or make extra cash. And one of those is really fucking easy. And one of them's the thing that I would always do. Ah, just get an overdraft. Ah, just get a personal loan for this car. Ah, extend my credit card. What's a 15 credit card between mates? <laughs> okay. Ah, Q card, $4,000 limit, you bloody beauty. Oh, what's the maximum limit I can get on this? Oh, we'll give you 15K. <laughs> of course you will. Of course you will, you know. No worries. It's not that much money, 15 grand. Fuck. Even whilst I've got a credit card as well. It's amazing the amount of credit you can get access to. But slowly try and get yourself out of that system and unwind it and figure out what people are doing that don't live in debt, that don't rely on debt as solutions. I posted a reel about buy now, pay later and how I think it's a bloody scam. Uh, that was really just clickbait. Someone's like, oh, you haven't explained how it's a scam. I'm like, well, it's a scheme anyway. It's scheming you out of your cash. But the um, the comments are all like, oh, but I used it for an emergency which is cool, but again, like we've been brainwashed to go, well, why don't you use your emergency fund? Oh, but, 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 you know, we've taught people the wrong way. Instead of teaching them to build an emergency fund, we're like, oh, hey, you know, if you have an emergency, you can just use your buy now, pay later. And I've been there and I've done that and I've had to do that stuff. So I get it. But I want people to read that and go like, oh, yeah, there is another way. But it's so hard to take responsibility, especially when you're in that and when you've been there. Like most people will give you their excuses on social media because they want to defend the choices they've made, right? Which is completely natural and completely fair. But at some stage you have to go like, oh, why? Yeah, okay, what's the alternative? Is there a different way? And I think that is there a better way is such a better mindset to be looking at things rather than just oh, you don't understand, and oh, easy for you, you're privileged, or I didn't know that my fucking wisdom tooth was going to fall out or whatever, and that's where I have to be careful because I think a lot of people think I'm just talking at them, being like, do this, and it's so simple, but most of these lessons come from me being underprepared and doing all the dumb shit and then going far out, that was dumb, like I should have known better, if anyone should have known better, I should have known better, but I didn't, and so I still made those mistakes, and I just did them with credit cards and cue cards and stuff, and now the latest sexy version is buy now, pay later. The danger with buy now, pay later is that it it seems so sexy and simple and it seems like it's in your favour. So you think, oh, you know, it's interest-free and I can just pay it back in four instalments and like it's so simple and it breaks it down so your brain sees the target as, oh, okay, it's only 50 bucks a week rather than that's 200 bucks right now. And most people just then end up falling into the trap of spending beyond their means, but they can still make the repayments right. But do you need all the shit that you buy? It, it's so good for businesses because what happens is you go, oh, okay, that $90 thing that you were going to buy, it's three lots of 30. And you're like, well, I can actually afford $40 a week. So I might bolt on that small add-on. And that's literally what 
like in my job as a business advisor, I'm like, hey, what can we upsell people on? Is there something else we can bolt on to create some more margin to keep this business going, to keep it more sustainable, to reinvest in marketing, to ensure that we can pay our staff, et cetera, et cetera. And that's what Buy Now, Pay Later has been amazing for, is selling people product A and then going, here's a slight upselling. You think, oh, well, that's only $9 extra, so it's only $3 extra each payment. And so you're like, ah, oh, yeah, I will have the mini version of that or the whatever because, you know, I can afford that over three installments. And so the average order value is what we call it. The average order value of the thing you were going to be buying through Buy Now, Pay Later ends up being more. To give you a practical example, it might be that you're buying a, um, I was going to say podcasting equipment because that's what I'm looking at, but you might be going to buy a pad to be drawing in, for instance, and it's a really nice pad, it's 90 bucks, and then that, the upsell to you would be like, do you want these three brilliant pens that are just perfect for this, and there's three different colours, and it's only $9, and you look at it and you think, oh, that's only 10% of the price, your brain's calculating, it's, it's like 9 divided by 90, like, and you don't even know that this is happening, and psychologically you're like, fuck, you know, that's pretty good, like I can get three pens, oh yeah, well really that's only like $3, uh, times by the next three times to repay it. So yeah, no brainer that I'll bolt it on. So your ninety dollars spend turns into ninety nine dollars. You're you've been sold an extra ten percent of shit that you weren't necessarily going to buy, but your brain has gone. That seems like a really good deal, and it seems really simple to be able to do it. So that's the whole theory behind buy now pay later is to increase. Well, one of the theories is to increase the average order value and to upsell your stuff that you didn't even know that you were going to buy when you put the first thing in your checkout when you were doing it online. Now, just like you just want to get back in control of your shit so that you don't have to understand that stuff and play those games and learn that shit and have a crack at it. For the first time the other day, I brought a bed. I think I told the story on the podcast with Mikey. I brought a bed and we paid for it. Like we paid for it with money we'd been putting aside in shares. He's waiting for something that we were going to need to purchase. It felt so good. They're like, oh, we got 60 months interest free. I'm like, you know what, mate? I fucking just got rid of my cue card. So no, I don't want you 60 months to pay that off. I don't care. And people are like, oh, but what about the time value of money? You could have used that money to invest or whatever. And yeah, like maybe that's true, but I just don't want to go back into that shitty feeling of having another card or whatever where I've got to make the payment for the next 60 months and I'm just like I've had those days I've, I've got myself out why do I want to go back down there and you know yes maybe there is some argument for oh but if you invested in a ETF over those five years you you know your bed could have paid for itself and yeah all good but like I've got myself to the point where I don't need to think about that for 60 months and, and see that money going out. It's another touch point. It's another distraction for my brain. It's another yuckness. And in two years' time, I'm probably like, ah, oh, fuck, I've still got three grand owing on that bed. I really just want to clear it because I want to do X, Y, and Z, or I want to invest that money instead. But that's not how we think. We think the reverse. And I was there for so long, so I get it. But we slowly start to tidy some of these things up. And that's why I think you've got four months to do these very simple things. Decrease your credit card if you can, it, like if, at least decrease the limit so you're not tempted to spend it. Bin it completely, like fuck your credit card. Go and get a debit card instead. Get rid of the buy now, pay later, and see if you can make 500 bucks to help cover Christmas before we get to the 25th of December. I'm sure you can if you attempt to. Of course, these things just take uh, a little bit of action. And don't overcomplicate it like my mate who's going to do the cricket training. Just keep it simple. Keep it something that you're willing to do, you're prepared to do. Not, oh, well, I could bloody start the next NASA and take on your... Just don't. Don't do that. Don't overthink it. Think, what can I do for people? What's a skill that I have? Offer the marketplace it if they want it. 
they will do it. And oh, targeting parents who have kids, that's an absolute hack right there. Very smart from my mate. Be good out there. Keep fighting the good fight. The shit's about to get a bit tougher, and I'm trying to get everyone ready because there's going to be a lot of complaining come December, January, February, when all the sun starts to wear off and the cash is slowing down the economy and people are going, whoa, whoa, whoa. But hopefully you, right here, right now, We'll start taking some more action. You'll get yourself ready before we even get there. I believe in you. You should believe in yourself. See you next week.